we're at episode 14 now. Episode 14, Mitch and his dad podcast. I am Mitch, and with me as always is my dad. Hey. There we go. We're all set there. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> I gotta get how the... are things? Oh, I guess I'll wait for you to get your stuff going here. Okay, yeah, I'm all ready. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hear you fine. Yeah. All right, I think I got new. I, think... I got new headphones, so I can finally hear. Look at those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have nice a, you have quite an investment made in your high tech uh, life over there. Oh yeah, you have no idea the trouble I've been going through for that show I do with Nad. And uh, oh, you <laughs> have know. you only done one show so far? Uh, no, we've done we've done two shows. Uh, last week was the first one that we did with the new equipment that I just got. And um, it went fairly well, but I didn't quite have it set up right. So uh, this week will be the first one I can actually like record and then make into a podcast and put online after the fact and things like that. So I'm pretty excited to to finally get it, you know. So so I wouldn't be able to tune in that one yet. Uh, the one we just did, technically the video's online. It just uh, the audio's a little iffy and you know things like that. So. Uh. Did you have uh, guests you know, or uh, phone in or what was it? Uh, yeah, last week we had uh, my friend TK who runs this club out here called the Spotlight, where I performed a bunch. And uh, was he on the yeah. camera or was he just a? Yeah, he was. He was right here behind me on the couch. He was, you know, we have the couch, and then I sit on the other side with my all my equipment. Ah, like John mm-hmm. Carson or somebody. Yes, it's very Johnny Carson like. Yeah. <laughs> Only I didn't have, I couldn't get the camera that I have on me going correctly. So now I've got, I mean, I, I bought a second camera, which is what I'm using now. It might look a lot different than it used to. It's sharper. It yeah, it's a pretty powerful webcam. So um, I don't know if I'll be able to use it on the show or not yet because early tests. But at least one of my two cameras that are connected to my laptop should work. And then I have the other camera for the living room. So where is Nad during this thing? He's also on the couch. Okay, so he's sitting by the guest, and you're sitting across from him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you have just the one guest for the whole show, or what? Yeah, yeah. Me and Nad and the guest, yeah. Pretty much does it. And then uh, we do about a two-hour show. Gee, Chris, uh, what in the world could the three of you talk about for two hours? I can't even. Man, we barely got to talk about anything because various issues would come up, and then you know there was all kinds of confusion about stuff. But you know, it, we we're just kind of rambling and stuff. Um, I don't know that you'd like it so much. I thought about that before. I was like, I don't know if Dad was watching this, he'd probably have turned it off in about thirty seconds. He'd have heard five F-bombs in a row and been like, yep, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it is lack of vocabulary to use F-bombs. That's why your buddy that wrote that article that you sent to me, you see, he didn't need to do that. And he F-bombs and he wrote a nice piece. I'm not suggesting that it's it's a requirement or anything else like that. I I don't I just don't like the assumption that it's it's somehow like bad or wrong to use. It's not um, wrong. It's just not any, any very intelligent. It's not an intelligent thing to do. That's all. It's, it's kind of like you're limited in your vocabulary, so you throw in the f word. That's the way I look at it. 
Well, I, I don't know, find because... it offensive to me or anything like that. I mean, it's not. No, no. I, I, what I'm saying is that the, there's, you know, if you stub your toe or something, you, you're not going to yell out, "Oh gosh," you know. Why not? You're going to drop some f Yeah. My point is, sometimes <laughs> you need the you need the punch of a vulgar word or just a strong word necessarily. Uh, and you can sometimes you make up curse words because the regular ones just aren't quite doing it for you, um, and, and that's pretty much when I use it. Is I need that extra punch, you know. Those those kind of words though, they're we're not really even a sin to say those words. Well, that's good. It's maybe a venial sin, what they call, but <clears throat> the big sin not is good. using the Lord's name in vain. That's the big law. You can't do that because that's one of the Ten Commandments. So you go straight without passing go. <laughs> really? Oh. If you just say the, oh. you just say, oh God, or oh, I mean, oh if Lord, you, if you or... pass on with that on your soul without having confessed it to the priest, yeah, you're done. Well, uh, yeah, that's fine. All right, well, I've got. All right, thousands. now here's what I want to bring up. All right, I got topics too, so you go first. I want to bring up the fact that we just passed Saint Valentini's Day. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course. And the good thing about that that people must remember is it is Saint Valentine's. It's not just Valentine's. I mean, it was a person. His mm -hmm. real name was Valentini because, of course, he was Italian. St. Mm -hmm. Patrick, he was Italian. Really? Not an Irish Columbus, guy. he was Italian. Michelangelo, well, I, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Wait, 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 wait. St. Patrick, the famous St. Patrick of St. Patrick's yeah, Day Irish. Absolutely. You're telling me that was an Italian guy. Absolutely, totally. You, you can go look yeah. it up, and I know you will. I, I probably won't, but uh, that's interesting to note. My phone. Uh oh, ringing. your phone's blowing up over there. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'll just let it go to the message. Anyway, and then of course you wouldn't even have TV and computers without Mr. Marconi. We lived on Marconi, didn't we? Or we lived close to it. And I remember you kept saying you were going to go in the middle of the night and change that C to a Z. Marconi Drive in Lake in New Orleans, yeah. Oh, I met in Phoenix. There's that Marconi. We we lived like a block away from it once. And a street named Marconi in Phoenix. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I just remember you saying that. You, you know, know you, you're smoking you on camera here. I I smoke on camera every time we do this. You maybe I, I should know, switch back to the lower quality webcam. You don't notice as much. <laughs> anyway, you didn't okay, let me go so, through the uh, lip. That's all right. Saint I want to make sure that you realize that Columbus Day, St. Valentini Day, and St. Patrick Day, all celebrated in the U of S of A, all Italians, on top, mm. of course, the Marconi, Galileo, Da Vinci, Michelangelo group, the Roman calendar we use for all the months and the years and all of that. I was for sure that was Gregorian. No. Gregorian? No. Gregorian? Where do you think that came from? Just take a guess. <laughs> take a guess where the Gregorian word came from. Uh, all right, all right, all right. That was Whatever. Pope Gregory. Italiano. Right. Okay, okay. The whole calendar thing was Latin, and that's what it is. It's all Italian. I mean, 
everybody is just second rate compared to Italians. No, you had said Italians you have complete s- control of everything that's ever happened on the planet. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, you had said, well, we spoke on the phone uh, about an hour ago. You had said something about how you had some Italian, uh, I want to say it was like phrases or something you made it sound like. Or you were just saying you wanted to bring up famous Italians and talk about how great Italians were for a change. Well, I I was going to use Valentini as my starting point. Okay, well, we'll start there then. And then I'm just was, I was just saying that it's, it's, it's almost a phenomenal thing because there's no other nationality of any kind that's you can't even mention them in the same sentence I mean you can't even think of like two that are from one you know it's just unbelievable uh, there you go I couldn't, I couldn't possibly Arzoni <laughs> Huh? And you were you were all you also have this theory that all uh, women all want to marry Italian Absolutely. men to get an Italian last well, name. They can have the Italian last name. Well, <laughs> you got to be kidding me! It's 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 almost a, what I would call a tump over. I don't know if you know what a tump over is. A tump over mm. is something that's no challenge to do. Mm. So, to get a woman interested in somebody named Marzoni is a tump over because. They want that Italian name, and they want their kids to have that Italian name. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I'll whole thing going ne- on. It's a whole thing going on. Next time I'm on a date with a girl, I'll be like, tell me the truth. We're we're doing this because my last name's Marzoni, aren't we? Exactly. And she'll, and she'll go, that's your last name? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows your last name. I understand that. No, I mean I, I don't have you know I I'm still I'm still on the fence of whether I should start just going by Mitch Marzoni instead of Reverend Mitch for uh, for my various it things. Makes my it's, whole family happy if you did that, but it's not it's yeah. here or there. I mean you know either way it's just it, you get you know. gonna get to the point when you're 50 years old that you're gonna have to do that because you're not gonna be able to be the Reverend Mitch at 50. <laughs> What's this Mitch? It's still Mitch. 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 <laughs> oh, you said Mitch. Mitch. Totally misspelled and mispronounced, but it, you never know. I mean, uh, maybe I'll rock it then too. Who knows? I, I didn't really mean to do it this long. Making you look better, actually. If you just do something with the hair, you'd be unstoppable. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I'm working on it. I, I'm. I'm. It's makeover year. Don't worry. I'll look entirely different by Christmas. Middle Mohawkie guy needs to be mowed down, and you would be like unbelievably calling you in the middle of the night. They they do already. Chicks dig the mohawk. It's well, I'm not Hollywood. talking about chicks. I'm talking about agents and people want to oh. be in TV shows and everything. Yeah, well, the mohawk and that'll happen. <laughs> I already told you that was part of the reason I wanted to get rid of it. Was what just, do you drink? Maybe I get more gigs. This is, uh, what is this? Uh, it's a cranberry lemonade or something like that. I'm having a racetrack big gulp. Oh, there you go. It's got a lid on it. Oh, no, it doesn't have a lid on it. No, not the way you're drinking it. I don't put lids on anything. Yeah, that's why you had the car problems where you're spilling all over you. <laughs> over, over, over. <laughs> that'll, get you, that'll get you in some trouble. So, uh, what did you, did you have a good Valentine's Day? Did you St. Valentine's Day? Did you do anything special? I didn't really do anything extraordinary, no. No? She's not, uh, she's not like, 
big on that so much? Or is it one of those things that at this age you don't have to worry about? That age bracket where, you know. I think it's really, you know, it's kind of, it's just not necessary for everybody. Yeah. But it's kind of a nice thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh,. There's no there's no negatives to St. Valentine's Day. I mean, it's just it's just a very positive thing. Well, I mean, you know, I, you got to understand, I got a bunch of jaded people all around me all the time. Everybody's whining. It's a Hallmark holiday. It's a corporate blah, 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 and all this different stuff. And and they go, it's not a Hallmark. Hallmark didn't exist when the thing started. And and who cares? And you know, it's that they. It's the same thing that I say to anybody who who has disdain for Christmas or or Thanksgiving or any of the holidays. Um, you know, it's a thing where they go, oh, you know, like, why aren't you nice to your partner on 365 days of the year? Why you got to pick one day? You know, and it's that thing where you, you have to go like, look, if you didn't take things for granted, you'd never get out of the house. <laughs> you'd, you'd wake up in awe of everything. Oh, my God, a computer and electricity. Think of that. I flip a light. Then the light comes on. You know, like, you would never get out of the house. So you have to you know take things for granted so you can get through your day and you know and so i think it's good when you have any sort of day that goes all right all right slow slow the brakes put put the brakes on here let's just think about this particular aspect of your life for a day take a moment and recognize it and move on and uh, uh, I'm i think with that's you. I a good think that's a, a i think that's a good way to look at it now what on valentine's day and evening did you have like one you are my Valentine person, or was it men, uh, uh, multiple <coughs> uh, women, or what was it? Uh, I pretty much just go through the phone book. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, start calling people at random. I, bet, I love you. I bet you you've never used a phone book. <laughs> that is not true. I have. <laughs> have you used Long ago. Long ago. Uh, I tried to use a yellow pages about two years ago. Because it was, you know, we're, it's better now. It's better to find, it's easier to find businesses now, local businesses. Uh, but that used to be damn near impossible. If you wanted to find something, you could find it. But if you wanted to find something in your area, whew, it's a pain. Now, it's a lot easier. Um, although I still maintain that to some degree, the Yellow Pages does have one up on, on Googling for stuff to some degree. And that you can flip to a page of, you know, a given business type. And you see all these various ads for these vis- different businesses. And you yeah. go, oh, all right. You know, whereas when you when you Google for it, you don't know for sure they're in your area. You're hoping. And then you got to look at this map and figure out, well, I think. And then they come up for the wrong thing. Like, I was looking for a sporting goods store the other day. And uh, I'm looking up at this map. And you know, there's like three gyms, and there was a there was a, a spa, you know what I mean, a, a massage centers, you know, things like that. The nearest sporting goods store was in Burbank, you know, and so I'm like, if I had a yellow pages, I could just flip straight to sporting goods and know exactly. Oh, these are sporting goods. You wouldn't put a, you know, a a, a, a spa in there. You wouldn't put you know a massage parlor in there. You put that in the massage section because you only got you know in one yeah. place you can put it I guess so you know to that extent I do like the yellow pages and I'm actually quite surprised that the internet 
and all of the people in the world who use it haven't really come up with a better Yellow Pages. I once, knew, I once knew a guy that had a company that really did an interesting thing. Very simplistic thing, but it was so interesting they made a fortune with it. <clears throat> they used to send out to everybody that got a phone book a cover for the phone book. And the cover was yellow. And on the front of the cover were... were company businesses it would be limited to like two under each heading on the cover like lawyers or attorneys it would be two florists there'd be two on the cover of the phone book and what he was doing is he was selling those spots on the cover to these businesses and he could approach a business like a florist who would definitely want to be on the cover and he could say okay i'm going to put two florists in the whole city of Tampa, with three million people, on the cover of every phone book in Tampa, would you like to be one of those two? <laughs> <laughs> and man, he could sell some ads. I'm talking about unbelievable. It was a terrific idea. I mean, it's a very, you know, you got to realize. I mean, you just think how simplistic that is. It's just really, it's. But he'd have to go to the Yellow Pages people, I assume, and work it out with them in no. advance. Anyway, no, right? this no? has nothing to do with the Yellow Pages. How does how does he actually get the page on the front cover? He sends it to him in the mail, and it's made to fit that particular phone book for that era. Oh, you get a oh, big okay. giant envelope, all decorated with American flags and all kind of stuff. They take it out, they put it on their phone book. No, it wraps around sort of like a cover for a, a text, like a school book cover type thing, only it's plastic. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, wow. what a great idea. <laughs> really great idea. It's a good call. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he would just charge a flat rate for each person, pay it in advance, bada bing. I mean, it was uh, it was just genius. <clears throat> and he could go anywhere and do it. He could do it in a small town, a big city. It didn't make any difference. The big city, of course, he would get more money for the ad, obviously. Hmm. And the other thing is he would tell the person buying the ad that they then had the right to all future phone book covers to be on those covers each year. Wow. Send them out every year, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tremendous idea. People come up with these things. It's amazing to me. Boy, that was uh, one way of making a fortune. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, one of many. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good it's stuff. A good thing. Yeah. So let's get back to the Valentine's Day. What, what, what? Oh yeah, I didn't do anything. I I came home and I. You didn't have a girl that you gave a Valentine rose to or something? No, I texted a few friends of mine that were like, and I just said, "Hey, happy V Day," and that was that. Happy V A. V Day, V Day. Okay, jeez. Yeah, you know, it's a little short. Well, I mean, you don't have a like a woman that you could take out and give a rose to him or something? I mean, you know, that's the thing about Valentine's Day when you're single is you got to be real careful about that stuff. you got to drop off the radar for the day. You don't want so anybody to get the like wrong idea. It's to a different level when you're when you're asking <laughs> to be your Valentine. Do you remember when well, you were in school? I don't think anybody ever says be my Valentine anymore, but yeah, it's like that. Okay, yeah. when you were in school, I'm just wondering whether it changed a lot between my school and your school. Right. We were in school. The problem I had was I didn't do this in high school because I didn't have any girls. But grammar school, we were, you know, we were mixed. The eight years of grammar school. 
And every Valentine's Day, you would trade Valentine's with the girls. And it would be my Valentine kind of thing, is what they would say. And it would be written on a little card you gave them. Yeah. Did you do something yeah. like that? When you were in mine, school, did you have a Valentine's Day? Mine was mine was a bit more sad, but it was yeah the same basic idea. Sad. Yeah, we would, yeah, we would. They would have us make our own little mailboxes, and then what you'd do is you'd make Valentines as well, or you'd bring them to school. In some cases, um, some people would go out and buy packs of cards instead of making them. Yeah. And then and then what would happen is they would they would have people. You'd kind of close your eyes, and then somebody would you know a few people at a time would go around and. Give Valentine's cards in the mailboxes of whomever, you know, they wanted to have them. And about the third year of not getting a single Valentine, I decided to start giving myself Valentine's cards so I could at least look like people were giving me Valentine's cards. Okay, so it was and, sad you because <laughs> you were so goofy in school, looked goofy and dressed goofy, that the girls were frightened of you. Is that basically the situation? Did I, I don't know if I dress goofy. That's I still that's still you know because mom pretty much she was like well you know she'd buy me whatever I I wore solid colors sometimes stripes I didn't wear logos I didn't I didn't wear wear anything strange. Yeah, weren't you in like a group of guys that were kind of weird and everything? No, no, no. I was in no. I didn't have that many friends to have any sort of group. No, nothing like that. Now and uh, you know I, I think a lot the... of people that didn't get Valentines. I never thought of that when I was in school, but I'm sure there were plenty of them. On the, I think fourth or fifth year, I I got some like uh, tubes, like uh, paper towel tubes, and I made a stand-up mailbox next to my desk. Thought, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna advertise. And, and it was a stand-up mailbox, and it had a little flag, and I I got one from the teacher. So that was that was kind of cool. I was like, all right, there's one, there's one in the can. So, wow. Yeah, well, yeah. I, so it was probably like kind of, you know, it was weird. It, I don't remember a whole lot about, like, I don't remember anybody ever coming up and going, who gave you a Valentine or nothing like that. Uh, and I would hand out Valentines to, you know, the various girls. And, and none of them were ever like, ew, you know. I, they may have, but they didn't say it to my face necessarily. Um, uh, but I do remember that very clearly that, like, for many years in a row, I just was like, Really? Again? All right. You know, it's just kind of, and that's that's the thing that that confused me as as growing up and everything else is I sure now I look weird, but <clears throat> but as a kid, you know, I had a flat top. You know, I, people look at pictures and be like, "Oh, you were a cute kid." I'm like, well, "Yeah, where were you when I was six? You know, like uh, I didn't look, you know, goofy. I didn't dress goofy. I mean, I really don't know what I did. You must have not been, you know noticeable or something. I mean, there's got to be some reason somebody's not getting Valentine's. I can't understand that myself. But uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just saying, like, it was... Uh, it's a weird thing. So it's a, that's... that thing sort of shaped my life, I think, to some degree. Is it's, that, it's that always feeling slightly outside of society. Really? Sort of like, yeah, for some reason. It's like that thing where... I don't want it to sound all sad and everything. It's just a, a thing where it felt like at a young age, society was like, nah, you don't. Okay, now, you got to stand over there. Now I'm gonna, and so now that's that's why I'm outside of everything now. Now I'm going like to tell you the Valentine you know. story. Uh, Go for it. When I was in the eighth grade, which is like graduation, because you've been in the same school for eight years, you get ready to go to high school. Wow. 
when it came around to Valentine's Day in the eighth grade, they decided they were going to have a king and queen of Valentine's Uh-oh. for the whole school. <clears throat> eight grades. There was like four yeah. gr- classes of eighth graders and plus all of seventh and sixth and fifth and fourth and third and all those people. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I had a girlfriend, and her name was Madeline. And uh, we got voted king and queen of Valentine's. Wow. My mother has in, has a box, or had a box, which still exists, with all the Valentine's that I received at the king and queen ceremony. <laughs> Wow. And it's got all these things. Some of the Valentines are like somebody cut out a heart, okay? You know, it's a big paper heart made out of that paper, that construction kind of paper, the heavy. And in the middle of the heart would be the little picture, the little wild-sized picture that you get in school, you know, the one? Right, right, yeah, It would be, and there would be in the middle, be my Valentine, you know, something like that. But my mother kept all those ones from the last year, <laughs> and they are fun wow. to look at. I mean, they are hilarious. And you have this box? Now? I I don't have it. I don't have it in my possession, but the box oh. still exists. Yes, it was I mean, actually, you know where it's at. Dad had the box, right? In the box. so Tommy's got the box. Yeah, Tommy's got it in his garage um. somewhere. Wow, but, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'd like to see that someday. And I remember looking through it one time when I was over there, and I was going to take it, and I forgot to take it home. But uh, I mean, once I get it, I'll get it next time. I'll remember to get it. But it's really funny. I mean, I remember it so vividly because Madeline and I, you know, I didn't real like to me. I was totally shocked by the whole thing. I had no idea that people even knew that we. You know, were girlfriend boyfriend. You know, in the eighth grade. I mean, who in the heck's, you know? We, we. I mean, I could tell you in my school, people were pretty hip to who was going out with who. But then again, people but made really it really obvious. Out in the eighth grade. I mean, I wasn't driving a car yeah. around. I mean, no, I know, but I mean, the, yeah, I can, I can clearly remember seventh and eighth grade. There was people boyfriend and girlfriends, and and it was, it was very for the more popular kids. It was very obvious because they wouldn't, they wouldn't shut up about it. And they'd always be making out in the middle of the hallway. Well, none of that like went with me at school. There was no way at St. Dominic. There was no making out with the, Not at school. With the eighth grade? No, I don't know. No way at right. St. Dominic's school. Are you kidding me? You go straight to the devil. For kissing? You can't kiss in school. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I wish that was the law. Would have made things a lot less awkward. I always hated that. It drove me nuts. Still does to this day. I can't. I can't do the... The public stuff from like, the girls. It's not like people you see yeah. in the restaurant or something. Oh, ugh, makes me sick. Oh, yeah. like a, yeah. oh. Or like uh, even even like holding hands and stuff. I just don't even. I'm like oh. I, I feel like it's exclusionary. Holding <laughs> hands and putting an arm around somebody or something. That 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 that's not that's not a bad thing. Mm, I I. But nah. the smooching and the and all of that. Yeah, definitely not the smooching. Uh, no, okay. I can't. I can't do. That's a bad thing. <laughs> I I remember I was I was with a girl not too long ago, uh, sometime last year, uh, and uh, we were like walking to a bar or something, and she's like kind of holding on to my waist and everything, you know, and, 
I'm kind of pinching, pinching my butt and whatever. And I was just like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta knock that off. You know, I'm kind of shrugging away from her. And she goes, she goes, you don't like uh, public displays? And I was like, nah, I really don't. That bothers the hell out of me. And she goes, aww. And like starts hugging me and like trying to make out with me. And I'm like, I don't think you're understanding what I just said. I want you to be like Huggy Bear. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's cute that he doesn't like that. I'll do it more. I just oh, did dude. It. That was the last time we ever hung out. So, whatever. You X to right off the list. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. You get you get certain uh, certain violations, you get one shot. And, uh, you know, especially when I give them, like, the warning. Like, look, I really don't like that. Uh, you've seen my comedy. I talk about how I don't like that. You know, yeah. I, I told you many times, <laughs> and then I told you in public after you did it anyway, and then you still did it. So guess what? You're done. <laughs> you you have a, a a comprehension problem, a verbal comprehension problem, and I can't deal with that. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I'm a, I'm a pain in the ass. This is why brutal. I don't. It have really is. Kid. I mean, it's brutal. It's definitely brutal. I can't I can't be dating people. It's uh, they. You know, I got too many. Uh, rules i guess i don't know little hang-ups and stuff where i'm like eh. and i just i guess that's the thing I, I just don't understand you know people get so hung up on 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 relationships and and it's like and finding somebody and all this and it's just i don't understand it i just don't it doesn't make well think of all these know. dating sites they have I mean, I like them for meeting people, but I can't imagine like thinking like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try to find somebody to be with." Like, I don't think that way at all, and it, it weirds uh, me out. I wish I could remember this woman's name. There's a woman in Los Angeles mm. that does that hooks up very wealthy, mostly athletes, pro pro athletes, with women that they she has pre-screened out the wazoo completely every single thing about her forever hmm. and he introduces her to one of the athletes after he gives the approval what do you think she charges for this a ridiculous amount of money a hundred thousand uh. dollars that sounds about ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I don't doubt that. But I mean, well, but in I that mean, it's sense, like five can... bucks to a guy that's making forty million a week or whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, and the other side of it is that you know, like the the screening process would probably come in handy. You know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, those I, guys I would, get uh, they get accosted constantly by women. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby or something. You know, it's like that kind of thing. I could see, I could see using that kind of thing. I just, um, I mean, this girl's came yeah. up with a good idea because she's pulling down some grits. Yeah. I would imagine. Oh yeah, you know, hundred hundred k a pop? Are you kidding? Yeah, oh, Jesus. Wish I could think of a name. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm surprised I'd never heard of this. That seems like the kind of thing I would have heard about. Well, she's a Los Angeles person, apparently. Hmm. But uh, I'll look her up. I'm sure I know somebody who knows her, or, or, you know has met her or something like that. I wouldn't say I know anybody who's used her service, but I, you know, like I have, I have, uh, these two friends, they're a couple, um, and they do a lot of, uh, like dating counselor stuff, you know what I mean? And, uh, they're very good. And, uh, kind of serious stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they, they have a lot of clients that are, 
male and female, single male or female, that are like, I'm trying to find love, and I, you know, my last boyfriend this, and then the boyfriend before that, and then this one guy, and it's it's like this weird. When you, I've listened to the interviews and stuff, and I'm just like, God, these people like, like they, it's it's like they'll just they just want love, and then they'll just try anything that might work, and it's so <laughs> weird to me. You know what I mean? Like, and then now they're going to my friends to be like, teach us how to find love, and you're like, does it matter? Really? Does that matter that much to you? You know, it's it's like uh, it's like I said in the last thing. It's it's. If you don't have that solid foundation of your own self, you know you can't just start building a house on shattered ground. And and I, you know, and that's pretty much what they do is they help these people kind of build themselves to to before they can go out and find it. But all of their things are like these, you know, success stories where they're like, "I found the love of my life, and we're so happy." And I'm just like, I don't know, uh, you know. I feel like <laughs> wouldn't a better success story be like, I realized I was looking. For other people to fulfill my own needs, and uh, I discovered I shouldn't be doing that, and it's ridiculous. So I'm single now, and I'm much happier. You know, like, where's that story? I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for Hollywood to tell that story, actually. Every story about, like, a guy who's like me, and there's a thousand of them a, a year, it seems like. There's always that story. The guy, like, he's got, you know, various girlfriends or whatever have you, and he's going on casual dates, and he's just single and having fun. Yeah. And then, like, you know, some some dramatic thing happens. He meets then, Jennifer you know, Aniston is what happens. Yeah. Or, In the movies. Know, it was the, what was the one? There was the one with Matthew McConaughey that goes to girlfriend's past. And then there was... Uh, See, I don't go to those like, kind of movies, so I don't... Yeah, I, I, it's like you can see it in the trailer. You're like, I already know exactly what's yeah. going to happen here. Well, they can't uh, tell. You know what it is? They've run out of stories about that. Now it's all repetitive stuff. Oh, Dane Cook was in one where he was... Good luck, Chuck. Where he was... It was something like he... Uh, there was a kind of a weird rumor going around that every woman who slept with him would meet the love of her life the next time she slept with somebody. And so all these women were, like, trying to sleep with him because they were like, I want to meet my true love. And they were, like, using him for it. And he was oh. all, man, he got all upset about it, you know. And I was like, eh, you know, <laughs> I guess. Uh, you know, things like that. And, yeah, again, this story is told, like, a million times. And I'm just like, where's the story that's, like, reverse, where it's somebody, male or female, that strikes out a whole bunch. And he goes, like, no, look, the problem after so many people isn't the people. It's it's me, and I just need to take myself out of this, yeah. and then they be ha and then they're happy. Like they look around and they don't they don't see like couples kissing and start getting sobby. They're like, hey, good on you, but you know, I really wish you wouldn't block the sidewalk with you making out. But you know, whatever, cool. You know, <laughs> like where's that story? I'm waiting for that. You need or maybe to put that no in your comedy there. skit. The thing about making out in public that's funny. I mean, I there's people doing ago. stuff that I see, you know, in the middle of the day on a Thursday or something. I mean, it's just incredible. <laughs> come see, come see Hollywood, see what they do. Oh, on the I don't sidewalks. even. I don't even. I mean, it's got to be <laughs> go a lot. Yeah. It's got to be ridiculous. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, yeah. The, the things I've walked past in nightclubs, I tell you, boy. Well, now nightclubs a little different <laughs> thing. I'm just saying. I mean, you go yeah. into a nightclub at one o'clock in the morning. There's going to be some smooching and yeah, saliva exchanging and all of that. You know, there's no getting yeah, around, there's true. no getting around that. 
Yeah. Uh, I remember I, uh, a few years ago, um, I walked out of a out of a bar. It was a Halloween party bar thing deal. Um, it was the night. It was my birthday. Was the 29th. It was on a Friday. So this was, I guess, 2004, 2003. I don't know. Uh, the same day I shaved my hair hair into a mohawk the first time and i walked out of the club had a great time met some cool people etc and i'm walking to my friend's car and i'm all drunk and i lean on this car for a minute to kind of get my bearings and i look up and it's this guy dressed as the devil just naked as hell except for horns and like a red shirt just going away at himself and smiling at me and i was like under a street light no less in a convertible it was like you know what I mean? Not Are like, you sure this wasn't a, a hallucination? No. <laughs> I No, because I, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's jerking off. And I'm, like, pointing at him. And then all my friends were like, what? Oh! And then, you know. Oh, man. It was just like, it was a very jarring thing to, and again, you know, under a light. And it was just uh, no tint on the windows. No, no trying to hide it. Just no trying to hide it. In the hardware uh, section of a Sears store... I once witnessed a Hispanic gentleman peeing on the floor in the hallway store, in the hallway section of the Sears store on a Saturday. Wow. He just pulled it out and just couldn't find a bathroom, I guess. (laughs) I assume he was probably just drunk and thought that was Drunk? It was 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. What was he doing? He was in Sears. probably looking for hammers and nails. He had to take a week. You're not talking about uh, like a like somebody of sound mind, so it's very possible he was drunk. And and the the mind the mind who would pee in the middle of the hardware section in Sears at 11 a.m. on a Saturday is the same mind that would very much be trashed at that exact same time. A little. At first it was shocking, but then it was hilarious. <laughs> That's usually how these things go. Yeah. It's kind of a thing that you suddenly evolves like that. <laughs> That's how I like my comedy to be. First shocking, and then you just have to laugh. I see. Yeah, you know. Oh, there is a there is a uh, there is a thing about that. I mean, it, it is there. Are, there are things like that. It's almost sort of like what your buddy wrote in that piece you sent me, where he talks about <laughs> how does he put terminology he uses about the. The thing that you know is definitely not the case. Oh, yeah, the bad version first. Yeah, the bad version first. (laughs) I tell you, it's really, it was very well. I really enjoyed reading that. That was good. I'm telling you, for people that listen at home, I'm talking about this article that Scott Adams, the author of Dilbert, wrote for the New York Times. uh, I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal, my bad. Which is how I got my dad to read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Gotta it, love it Dilbert, says, by the uh, way. I mean, just the terminology I, I, in Dilbert is genius in itself. It's. I mean, I never really got into it, but I, I like Scott Adams as a writer a lot because I, I started reading his stuff and I just thought, you know, he's really... He really breaks stuff down in an interesting, kind of fascinating way. And also he had... I was going to send you... He had a follow-up thing that he did after he wrote that article... Uh, where the Wall Street Journal did a live chat session where people could ask him questions in real time, and he would answer them yeah. about the you know economy and different things like this. And he was you know 
just making jokes and sort of throwing questions back at them. And then on his on his own blog, he was basically he said, "I don't think that you could balance." One of his theories is he says, "I don't think that it's possible to balance the budget on budget cuts alone." He says, "I don't think that's possible." He goes, "Maybe it is, but I'd like to I'd like to talk to somebody who feels qualified enough to explain how that would work to me, and then I have some questions for them." And so there's an interview on his blog with some guy who was like this economist and all this different stuff. And, you know, he said, I, I researched him. Everybody was recommending him. All the, all the readers on the blog were voting. This is the guy you want to talk to. And then you read the interview and the guy like pretty much came off like he just doesn't like the government and was dodging all of Scott Adams' questions. So I thought you should go on there. But. Unfortunately, I don't know that your qualifications on paper would necessarily convince the guy, but the two of you would have a good conversation because this guy was very one-sided, throwing the same lines out, and Scott Adams ended up just making fun of him and cutting the interview short. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think with you, because you're a rational person, you guys would actually have a conversation. You know. Yeah, and it, and you can get. Um... You know, I, I I'm a I'm a guy that preaches the the end of all incumbents, as I wrote in my little piece back to you, or we'll, we'll reply back to you. Uh, I really believe that that is the only answer to any of the problems we're having with deficits and spending and all that. The only answer is no incumbency, because all of it is based on being able to get reelected. We don't seem to want to face that fact, but that's what all of this spending is about well i mean i'm i'm with you in some regard uh we talked about this before i feel like i feel like just saying term limits for instance uh isn't or or term numbers i guess i don't feel like that is the the end-all solution and i feel like that's barking up the wrong tree um Insofar as, like, if somebody was actually doing a decent job, I, I'd probably want them to stick around for some while instead of skipping them out for the next person who may or may not be qualified, and you're doing it so often. What what I had proposed before is that what I'd like to see, it will, it'll never happen, but it would be nice to see something where basically you can vote online 24-7 all the time for all the people in all the offices and the moment you, as an elected official, the moment your approval rating drops below, let's say, 40%, then you're on notice. And you got, let's say, six months to kick that back up to, like, 55 or 60%. And if you don't, you're out and the next guy goes in. Or a girl. Because then you got your... Then you're always, you're always on on duty. Because it's the sort of thing that bothered me when George Bush was ending out his presidency which it confused the hell of me, where his approval rating was like this ridiculously low. You know, some places were saying 20%, some places were saying 30 uh, Most conservative estimates I was seeing was around 35 And I was like, how do we have a guy running a country that 65% of the country doesn't want in the office? And that doesn't sound like a government run for and by and of the people is basically my thing. So uh, that's where I get the thing where it's like, if enough people are unhappy, I feel like we should be able to just take them out and, and put in a new person. Well, how about the fact that California and New York so dominates any kind of poll like that in mere numbers makes 
very large sections of the country, states like Florida and Texas, for instance, that have appreciable amounts of people, that would not be in a 35% approval rate on George Bush. Therefore, see, those kind of things to me are totally insignificant because they're not, they, you can't, polling to me is insignificant, totally. Because it, well, it, look, uh, it's, it, it's, for one thing, it's usually not true. I mean, it's just hard for me to tell you that I can talk to people all over the country on the phone, not on this subject, but bring it up. Plus all the people I know and the people they know and their families. Mm -hmm. And all of us have a very, I would say, fairly close belief about all this uh, political stuff. But yet, right. you'll see a poll that says something like George Bush's approval rating is 43% when he was president. I, I don't know what they're talking about people in where you live and in New York is what they're talking about. They're not talking well, about I, the I, rest I, of the country. It's <laughs> the same thing with the it's the same thing with the TV the Nielsen ratings. Yeah, that's that, not true. That's all based on it's they're all based on Nielsen families which has to be a family anyway. It can't be a single guy or a single girl. Yeah, I, I got approved for it once, and I, I went through the process, and I got right to the end, and they were like, you know, they realized that the three people in my home were not family, and I wasn't married. So I didn't, they were like, nope. And I, I got booted out. But it's stupid because it's like, I have never in my life met anybody who had one of those Nielsen family boxes. And yet there's 300 million people in the country and however many hundreds of millions of TVs, et cetera, et cetera. How do you know what's – so it's sort of the thing where I'm like there's some privacy nuts that are going to be, oh, well, I don't want anybody you know, feeding into my cable box. But I feel like it doesn't bother me. If, if Time Warner, who's my cable company, if they know what channel I'm watching, that can only help, right? Like it could, if I like watching a certain show, I'd like them to know that. Well, so that I, they keep to me, that, that would going. be that would be a, a very accurate. You know, it's just like if TV was all watched on the internet, right? You would have all these numbers that would be very accurate because they would tell you exactly who's watching what for how long, what they do during the commercials, and all that other stuff. That would exactly. be accurate because I'm I'm with you. I don't believe in the Nielsen thing at all. That's you know. So we're on the same page, the Nielsen and the polls. I'm with you with the polls. It doesn't. The polls don't necessarily represent entirely accurately. To some degree, they do. Sometimes they don't. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of the. Well, before, and then, it, and the, then uh, what's funny you know, is uh, what's strange about polls. Suspiciously strange, is the person that pays <laughs> for the poll ends up coming out looking better than the person that lost right, in the right. poll. So, so this is why I suggest if you if you just let everybody and we didn't have we did away with this stupid electoral college crap and all the points in various counties and everything just everybody's an individual and you could at any time oh. you could once a once a day you could go on and vote now when you find out that X person in Congress is uh, has a has is on notice and you're like well, I didn't I didn't put my vote in there I like the guy or girl. Yeah. You would go on and vote. And yeah. that's what people would inevitably do. The people who really liked him would go on and, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I definitely want to keep him in. Don't, don't put him on notice. And then the people who didn't like him would be like, oh, he's on notice? I want to, I want to make sure he stays on notice. And so it would be, you know, real-time results 
And I, I feel like that's where you'd get it accurate. The people who wanted to vote would be able to, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't have to go through all the trouble of of going to a polling place and taking time off work, anything else like that. But you're not going to have regular elections. You would just have sort of a running no. thing going on, a rotating system. Yeah. So everybody's held accountable. Now, by how would the you get the person people. that replaces, replaces that person? Well, I imagine what would end up happening is there'd just be constant, you know, people would be constantly running for office or whatever. Hey, by the way, I'm over here, you know. <laughs> when that guy when that guy cuts out of here in six months, you might want to think of me, you know. Uh, okay, so you, you would you would have some campaigning going on when the guy knows somebody's about to get booted. Yeah, yeah. And then you could actually elect that person in a running sort of tally. Yeah, after that six months, if they don't kick it back up above... Like I said, I, I would probably want it above 50, like 55, 60, maybe yeah. 55. You know, something just a barely above above half. Um, if they don't kick it back up there in that six-month period, then uh, then either either you replace them immediately or you give them six months while we find somebody better. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure. I haven't worked out all the details, but, you know. You I, need, I'm to, just work, you need to work on this to make it a little more <laughs> plausible. Well, it's... I get into these utopian I mean, I ideals. Can see the, I can hilarious. see the. I can see some benefit to that. I mean, I'm I'm in favor of anything that keeps people forty years in the House of House of uh, Representatives. I mean, I, I just think it's totally. These people believe me when I tell you this because I've been to these Republican meetings. I've even been to a couple of the Democratic ones forced. <laughs> believe me. Their whole life is getting reelected. I don't doubt that at all. That is, is they have to keep their job. I mean, they, you know. Sure. So they plow all this money into these special interest groups that get them elected. Mm -hmm. And we, the rest of us, pay for that, for that whatever it is. If it's a pack or whatever it is. The taxpayers are paying for it because it, they have to keep legislating all this money. For one thing, there's too many laws get passed. I mean, every oh, time yeah. ridiculous, they, they keep yeah, coming out with all these laws. Anyway, it's just it goes on and on. And to me, well, uh, the simplest thing, the thing that would be not as much of a change as your idea, which I don't discount totally the, the idea of that. I think there's a way to work to work around a little bit. Do a little exercise of that and see yeah, yeah. the details. I got my details all worked out on the no incumbents. You know, I know, I know. You've talked about it in great and, detail. And, but... and to me, that's the answer to all of these problems. <clears throat> all of them. I mean, we, we limit the president, so we got to limit everybody else. That's the way it should be. Right, right. And uh, I think we should even limit the, uh, the the judges, the Supreme Court. The fact that a Supreme Court judge can serve for the rest of his life or her life is obnoxious. I, it's on the like I said. On the one hand, in theory, I'm with you. On the other hand, and this is the same argument uh, Sam, Meredith's boyfriend, and I had a, a big discussion around Christmas about all this stuff, where I presented my argument that I gave to you, and he immediately was like, there will never be online voting. I was like, you're absolutely wrong on that. It'll never happen. I was like, it will happen in your life. There, people will be able to vote online. 
and he well what about hackers and all this so he's like paranoid about that but uh <laughs> he got it is when he got to the term limits thing i said well what about there's a guy or a girl there's a person in, a, in an elected office that you actually like who you think is doing it right finally and that's that's the problem with the that's the reason why people bring up term limits is the idea is if somebody's doing a terrible job they'll just keep doing that terrible job because nobody's going to take them out of it no, and so my argument is if you that is not the reason for term limits is it not i mean no, getting I mean, all the not, money from the special to do with interest because you, you got to realize okay. in, with term limits the person that's in office has a totally different mental attitude about his job totally different he's much more focused on what he's supposed to be focused on you know that, okay. that's what he's doing he's not raising money yeah he's not paying people back and doing favors and all those things he doesn't do any of that which is what he does now 90 percent of his time right and he's very so expensive now- he's got to have a whole staff of people to help him get this Reelected. I mean, it's so. Oh, it's obnoxious. Anyway, I won't get into it anymore. I go on. I could go on for hours. I think what's interesting is is something I've been saying to some friends of mine uh, is that I feel like um, <clears throat> I, I'm sure you'll hate this, but I I feel like the American experiment is uh, is faltering if not failed, and I think that I I like that. I like the idea of this like. You know, where, where, where it's just so screwed up in so many different ways. There's so many avenues of screwed up, and it goes so deep that it's just like you got to start. We have, we need exceedingly radical change everywhere. And I like that, that we might be on the verge of that, uh, you know, because you can't change right now. You can't change one thing. It's that push down, why pop do you up like effect. That, why do you think you like that? I, I, because I, it, it's. I feel like I'm getting this kind of theory in my life about hope, where when when you have hope in the hopelessness, oh, it's the wor- that's the worst thing you could possibly have. Like when you have hope in something that that you should have given up hope on, it, you are screwed. Yeah, that's that's where problems just multiply. When you give up hope, that's when things change. When you give up hope and you go, this will no longer work. I've done. I've thrown everything I have at my disposal at this problem. It's not getting fixed. Your only option at that point is to completely start over, to try a whole new path. You can't keep trying the same thing once you've lost that hope. And I feel like right now as a country, we have hope in the hopelessness. Well, and I feel like we need to give up that hope and come up with something new. When Barack Hussein Obama gets out of office, your hope will be different, believe me. There's a very interesting thing going on with him right now. In fact, it got mentioned in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal this past week. There is a school of thought (laughs) that thinks that Obama is purposely trying to take this country down. I don't. I don't see that. At okay, all. now, now wait a minute. Just hit me out. All right, go ahead, go ahead. You do Please realize, do. including yourself, when I asked you if you loved your country, mm-hmm. there's a great number of people 
that would like to have like this large revolutionary thing where you know the rich people get get poor and the big companies all go broke and the oil companies stop pumping oil and you know all those things that extreme leftist communist socialist liberal democrats think sure all of those things i mean you do realize that a lot of black people I'm not going to say all of them. I'm just going to say a lot. I'm not even going to give a percentage. Do not like the white man. And blames everything about that's a negative in this country on the white guys. White males. Okay? I mean, you could say the same thing for any, any group that's not a rich white male. Uh, that that yeah. goes without saying. Yeah, I think you could. And, yeah, I think yeah. you could. I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning yeah. blacks only because the president's black, and this goes okay. back to him. Okay. Because okay. if you look at the stuff that he tries to promote, some of it he doesn't seem to really have uh, the vigor for it. He doesn't seem like he's that enthused about it. So that means that in my mind, that means it's other people sort of guiding his thoughts about some of these things he wants to do in a social sort of way, socialist sort of way. And <laughs> so so now you have, I mean, New York Times is not exactly a right-wing newspaper. But I've heard. they even mentioned that there's this vibe being heard now that maybe this guy is trying to just ruin everything that we're used to. That, you know, our, our whole lifestyles, the way we live. That it's just not, sounds... That health, uh, health bill, which is slowly getting destroyed by the Republicans, uh -huh. health bill would be a step in that direction like you wouldn't believe. If that actually became what we had to live with, we would be... I mean... <laughs> You can be fined and put in jail if you don't buy health insurance with that bill. Let me let me present to you the alternate. This is the side right, of the, the alternate. Because I'm, I'm not I'm not paranoid. I'm not like the government. This and all corporations are. I'm not anti-corporation as a as a rule or anything. I, I've said it a million times before. Checks and balances all across the board. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta make sure that the people are safe. The corporations are free to make their profits and and create jobs and pay the people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you make sure that the government doesn't get out of control. All these different things. Everything needs its checks and balances. I don't want any one side to be entirely in power on this. Um, but the the other side of the argument for let's say healthcare, because that's a good one, um, is that. So many first world countries around the world with a um, a good standard of living that that you even would consider a nice place to live if you you know uh, have health care for their people and then the richest of the rich pay on top of that to have really special health care and they seem to be quite happy with it uh, I haven't heard complaints from various people in Australia, England, France, uh, Canada, a little bit in Canada, but not a lot. Um, the various countries have that. And 
I think that we should as well. Now, the, the, the flip side of the argument about socialize this and he's trying to destroy the country is it's not a stretch to think that the corporations that are profiting from bad health care that we have in this system that's that's entirely corporatized and everything else would not want anything to take away their giant profits or their power in any way. Um, so they'll stand to block it. Now, it classically, Republicans are all about the, the free economy, the free market. The market will fix it. The, don't stand in the way of them or don't get anywhere in the way of the market. Let the corporations do whatever they want because, you know, they'll make it right because the free market, people know what to buy, etc., etc. And so Republicans are backing corporations primarily on account of that in, in, in using that like free market. I'm not saying they're all corrupt. Some of them just want more jobs for people and you know that's a noble thing but that's the flip side of it is that perhaps that's why it's being pushed and you know in the opposite direction by the corporations and that's why they're so you know afraid of it happening as oh you know cuts into our pocketbooks and that's what the people who are sick and dying around this country are seeing is corporations that are currently profiting off of the bad health of the entire country so you're talking about and, health insurance companies Health insurance companies amongst them, yeah. Drug companies, health insurance companies, all kinds of that, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're I'm, saying you know, that the health insurance companies are, I mean, Obama's not trying to get rid of the health insurance companies. He's just trying to no, regulate no. them so that they are forced to lose money. Now, here's what, <laughs> well, that's, here's, but that's let me the way give you, let me give you the flip side of all these countries you just listed that have their own health care. <laughs> If you're going to talk about their high tax rate, you can no, stop right now. No. Okay. No, I'm not. It's a very common okay. sense thing. Yeah. All the people in those countries know no difference because that's the way they've grown up and lived and their families have lived for a long time. There's hardly anybody alive in France that hasn't always had health insurance or Germany or Canada. Okay. If they are, they like ninety something, one hundred and ten maybe. I feel like Canada got it in the early seventies. No, uh, England got it in the fifties, right after World War Two. No, I don't know about some of the other places. No, England had it way before any World War Two. The point is, right, most people that live in the countries that have socialized medicine either don't recall or didn't experience. Don't recall because they're too old. Or, or did not experience what it was like to be totally free to choose your own health insurance and pay for your own at whatever price you can afford. And that's the problem with that with that discussion, because the reason it's so abhorred, abhorred by people here is because you're taking away one of our choices. Not at all. Oh yeah. Oh well. If you let the bill as it is, the way Obama originally wanted it. Now, it's slowly getting taken apart, okay? So it's not as strict as it was. But the way, and it's going to suck terribly. The way he wanted it, you would not have any choices. There would not be, That's... I can buy health care from this company or this company, whichever one I can afford or whatever. For one thing, let's start off with the first and worst part of the whole bill. And that's the pre-existing condition, because now you have you have ruined the entire system of democracy. 
because now you're saying this company has to insure somebody who they're going to lose money on. That doesn't. That's no good. You can't do that. But that's what, so. Who would take? Who would take care of them? The same people that take care of them now. Well, I'm saying, like for instance, mom's health insurance when she when she had all of her surgeries and all yeah. of the stuff that she went she through with health. cancer and everything else. Yeah, she had health insurance, right. and they kept up in her rates and changing things around. She was paying ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of money for all and that one stuff. Thing. Understand? I mean, I got paperwork. Her rate was never increased; only hers. There was nobody who went to her and increased just her insurance. No. As opposed to what? As opposed to just increasing everybody. I know it's no, no, on no, her no. and say, okay, because you have this terrible illness is causing a fortune, we're going to up your premium. No. There was nobody doing that. That's against the law. I'm telling you that she was spending a ridiculous ton of money. Went up with everybody else. That's all I'm telling you. The fact that she was spending a ridiculous amount of money, you need to go talk to the doctors in the hospitals about that because they're the ones making those, making up those expenses. It's not the insurance company. Well, where is, where's the money? She's paying to an insurance company, and then how are the doctors charging on top of that? That would be the insurance is dropping coverage. Okay. Understand this. They cannot... They, if once you're covered, if you're covered, the stipulation is going to be that you're going to get paid X number of dollars to some maximum amount. It's usually something like a million and a half dollars. It's a very large amount. At that point, the insurance company can deal with you as an individual, and they can say, okay, your policy has already been extended and we can't go any further. To have this coverage, we're going to have to do this, this, or this, whatever it is. But as far as our premiums going up, the premiums that are being paid, not the benefits, but the premiums, those go up as a group. When they increase hers, they increase everybody's. Okay? Right. And it does go up every year. I mean, that's the way it is. I'm saying there's there's countless thousands upon thousands of thousands of, of situations wherein people were dropped or things, you know, the, this isn't covered, or they go back in and make an adjustment a year after the fact. I mean, that happens Tell all over the country. Dropped. Tell me when they were dropped. Tell you when they were dropped. What were they? I'm not sure what you're asking. Like they get an illness of some no, kind, cancer no one or uh, something like that. Because they get an illness that has never happened in your lifetime or mine. <laughs> they can't do that. They can't drop you because now they have to pay you benefits. That's that's totally against the law. You can't do that. In other words, you're paying your premium and you get sick, and now I'm going to tell you, okay, you're sick now. Well, okay, uh, maybe 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 dropped is the wrong term, but, but insofar as. No, we won't cover this. No, we won't cover that. No, we won't cover this. Or they'll say they will cover something, and then they go back and make an adjustment on that form or on that claim, and later go, oh, actually, we're not going to cover that oh, after that's, all. That's not the way it works. You, that's happened a lot. You got There's stories all over the place. Well, they, if, it was, if it was a couple of nutballs, I'd be like, yeah. But it, it's very easy to make up stories like that because it's a very personal thing, your insurance. <laughs> 
But let me just tell you something. You're telling me that, that the insurance in this country, the health insurance companies, are are totally above the law, totally above the letter, not even the law, Mor- morally just people. They're not doing a thing wrong, and there's nothing wrong with our health care whatsoever. You, you wouldn't change it if you were the king of the world. Let me explain it to you very, very, very common sense-like, exactly the way it works, because I know all about this subject, okay? This is just insurance. When you buy the policy, you're going to know at that point what's covered, what's not covered, how much it's going to cost for the next 12 months or six months, depending on what kind of policy it is. You're going to know right then. Now, anything outside of that that happens is not covered because it wasn't covered in the beginning. Okay? Now, most insurance companies, however, don't even stipulate. It usually covers everything. They stipulate only by how much they're going to pay for certain things. Sure. But there's nobody that has insurance, presently has a policy, that covers the whooping cough, and suddenly they get the whooping coughs, and it's costing $1,000 a month to pay for the bills. The insurance company cannot then come and say, Okay, we're not going to cover you for that anymore. <laughs> they can't do it. Even if they would love to do it. Even if they're totally immoral and terrible, devilish, evil people, they can't do that. And anybody that tells you that's going on is out of their mind because it's not. I, I, I present to you the question that, are in essence, would you say... That the health care system we have in this country is absolutely perfect. You wouldn't change a thing. I would probably have some things I would change just because I know a little something about what kind of policy I'd like it to be. Yes. But it has nothing to do with them doing something illegal. No, I'm I'm not saying. Well, obviously, the it's not entirely policy, right? I don't, I don't think that necessarily anybody's doing anything illegal. That's not really That's my point. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. No, no. What matters is, is uh, to me, no. in this situation, is, is morality. I, I'm you concerned with... You cannot deal with a subject like this on morality, because now you're going to say, this guy is so sick, and he has no money, and he can't get treatment, and this insurance company won't take him as a, as a patient because he comes in with built-in claims that they're going to have to pay... There's no way they can. There's no way they can do that. So guess what he does? He goes on Medicaid. The government pays for it. We already have government subsidized medical care. It's called Medicaid. That's what it is. I, I, Nobody cannot that... have coverage. Anybody <laughs> tells you they can't get coverage is out of their mind. They oh, I'm not saying they, they can't, can't get coverage. That's why I, I, I'm just saying that that. It, it all comes down. It basically comes down to uh, a, a greed thing. I mean, that, that's to me, that's the number one the, problem in the world. The contract between you and the insurance company, irrespective of what the what the contract says. What I'm saying is, all the, the when you say the biggest problem is this term limit, all this different stuff. I'm telling you the biggest problem worldwide on every side of the equation is greed. You want if anybody who's saying, "Oh, well, there's you know poor people that are taking advantage of the system," that would be a greed as well. 
you know, corporations taking advantage of things. That would be agreed as well. Why greed? Why they say in the famous movie line from Wall Street, where he says, "Greed is greed is good." The reason yeah. greed is good. There's one big giant reason why greed is good. It creates work. That's why it's good. I mean, it's it, it's appalling to many people. It's appalling to me that they would give a CEO a $45 million bonus when his company lost money. Yeah. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. Absolutely. But it is legal. And they did yeah, it. Not... The company agreed ahead of time that that's what would happen, that the guy hit a certain number uh, in business. If he made X number of dollars for the company, they're going to pay him a bonus of such and such a percent. So it's hard for me to say that that's greed. What is the guy supposed to say? I had a contract to do this, and if I did that, I'm going to get this money. Now I did that, and you're going to... No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking specifically on this issue. I mean on a, on a grander scale. I mean, it's like the, you know... Uh, a grander scale, take, it's really good. Because uh, no, I mean... Like, jobs and stuff. I always get them confused. I'm going to sound like an ignoramus. Is it is it North Korea that's got Kim Jong-il? Yeah. Okay. Whew. Um, they also have no electricity <laughs> at night. Yeah, that that place is all screwed up and they call him like the divine one or the supreme one or something like that and and uh he makes up wild outlandish claims if you looked at his golf scores you'd be amused he's he's played golf they say he played golf once in his life and out of 18 holes he got 12 holes in one you know this kind of thing you know and it came in like 15 under par you know they they all this different stuff that he makes up these various stories and and they they treat him like he's is literally like he's a god or, or at least they're supposed to revere him as one yeah. that's a situation of greed well ego but greed all the same he wants everything for himself and then it comes to things like you know when they talk about feeding starving kids in africa oh let's send them more money and things like that that you can't just pump money at the problem because all that happens is the government comes in and takes the money and the people stay starving and now you just made the government richer because again greed i'm talking all across the board this does this is not by any means limited to the healthcare thing i think that let me give you, know, you a good let me give you a good example and get your brain around this one all right alex rodriguez third base a rod third baseman new york yankees a rod they get yes. paid on friday every week okay his check Five million dollars. So when you go to the bank every Friday, cash your check. It's five million dollars every Friday. Yes. Now, yes. how strong is that? Let's <laughs> see. Well, it's, it's. I will say this in defense of, you know, I, I remember when people, it always bothers me people talk about, like, for instance, athletes or movie stars getting paid too much. Like, oh, they're overpaid. They're, that's much more greed than a company CEO, believe No, no. Well, the reason why I say that's not greed is because I think that when you look at, no, hear me out. When you look at, let's say, the Yankees, right? Yeah. Let's say they're all they're all paid. Let's just, for, for argument's sake, let's even it out. They're all getting paid $2 million a week. Okay. If you average it out, let's say, right? So, how many players are on the Yankees? Well, there's probably 40, I would say, generally speaking. Okay, let's just say that's 80 million bucks goes to the players, and we'll throw in an extra 5 million for the coach or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just, just for sake of argument. Yeah, so that's just, to get a, just to get a number, yeah. 
Right. So let's say every week Yankees 85 mil. Now, if the pie that provides that 85 million is, let's say, 100 billion, they're not getting paid squat. If the pie is 100 million, then they're, you know, grossly overpaid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, what it comes down to in certain situations is is the situation is is that of the pie, the larger the pie. Oh well, itself. and that makes it okay you for know. the CEOs to make all that money because they're getting a very small piece of the pie. Yeah, in in essence, uh, although. So where's the greed when, when yeah, it comes to when it now comes to talk the bonus? Yourself into believing there's no greed. Where's the greed? No, 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 no. Give me no, a greed I, example. In the in the I did. I gave you several. I gave you the. I'm talking about on a grander scale, African governments and uh, okay, North Korea. Okay, so you know countries outside of our country. Okay. Third world <laughs> no, countries that revolution. I'm, I'm, I'm saying overall greed. Greed is the biggest problem that that the world at large has. Oh, okay, I and that think. includes our country. And I think that look, I, I'm not, I don't have this grand solution for all things. Where's I, the greed? In my head, where's the greed? It, Where is the negative greed here? In healthcare? No, in people dying. Oh, in the United States, where is it? Where's the, the corporations poisoning waters? Uh, uh, the uh, water is greedy. Yes, it's clean drinking water that we no longer have because there wasn't enough regulations in place to make sure that things were kept, chemicals were kept out of water supplies. Yes, that's that's definitely a greedy thing. And they say, well, we could poison this part of the lake because it'll make it an extra, you know, ten cents a day for us. And there's not enough regulations in place because we got enough lobbyists to talk against it. That's where I'm talking about the checks and the balances. I wouldn't want the government to entirely put the lockdown on things. It's like the Endangered Species Act. In theory, it makes sense, and I'm all about it. But unfortunately, what that's created is people who just don't report anything. You know, it's it's like if you go to mow down a field and they find out that there's a you know a rare bull weevil that lives in that field, and you just keep it on the hush hush, you'll just kill them all. And there goes that species, and nobody's the wiser. But if you report it, guess what? No field for you. So that's what I'm saying about the whole system is just screwed from the get-go. And and that's what I'm saying about all that greed comes comes well, together. Now you and have gets the voting, everyday voting on the Internet. I mean, I, you know, that's got some viable parts. Ideally, it would be nice in a, in a it's going to sound hippie and crap, but in my well, grandiose... Well, you're kind of a new, you know, kind of a nouveau hippie. <laughs> In my grandiose scheme in my head, the way I'd like it all to go down, <laughs> if I could just snap my finger, we'd all just be, we'd have, we'd be healthy, and we'd have robots doing most of the stuff that we don't want to do, and we would go by the, uh, I think it's called the, the Wumpy system, I believe it is. How, how where, would you make money? Well, it, you wouldn't need money anymore. Oh, you, you would wouldn't go need by, money, okay. You would, know, you would go by this thing. that's the ultimate socialist. It's hold like, on, let me, leave. hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find the, 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 the term for it. I think it's called Wumpies, but let me let me get it, because the idea of it, it was based on this book, and I thought, <laughs> that that would be fascinating. Now, well, I'm not saying... is absolutely, totally equal, everybody. No, 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 no. By no means. That's not the point at all. Uh, I'll find the exact thing because it explains it, and I thought it was, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird idea, but it's kind yes, of interesting. It's the weird. Wuffy, Wuffy, it's called Wuffy. I gotta go in five minutes. All right, five All right. minutes. The way that 
the way that Wuffy works, it's based on this book. The Wuffy is is a, is a social uh, currency. It's it's based on how much you contribute to society in a positive way, whether it's entertainment decides, or you, who decides you make who decides that everyone around you all the time. You're sort of instantly voting on everybody. Okay, so in you other words, we're, we're voting all the time about whether somebody's popular or not. In a sense, I'll read the uh, the the quick. There's a there's a quick synopsis that would explain. Okay. It. But basically, Wuffy replaces money, providing a motivation for people to do useful and creative things. A person's Wuffy is a general measurement of his or her overall reputation that is gained or lost according to a person's favorable or unfavorable actions. I.e., if you're an asshole, you have less. Yeah, but who decides that? Public opinion determines which actions are favorable or unfavorable. Rudely pushing past somebody on the sidewalk will cause a loss of points from the person pushed, and possibly from bystanders who witnessed the incident. While composing a much-loved symphony will earn the composer Wuffy okay, from everyone who enjoyed it. Okay, you don't have to speak about this any longer. That's all right. That's, so that would be an interesting. I, no, that's it doesn't total, really matter. That's it, total socialism. I, I just, is all. Ideally, I, I, ideally, to me, if you, if 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 the basic shit was taken care of. Sorry to curse there, but if the basic stuff was taken care of... Well, you have to we take were... care of it yourself. I'm just saying. Look, there's, there's a variety of problems. You can't snap a finger and say, this is the way or that's the way. Any sort of extreme thought of this isn't really going to work. Not in a, you know... You have to be... Uh, checks and balances, everything balances out. Ideally, the, the point is to get to a point where we as a, as a, as a world work together to go, all right... We've got the basics covered. We've figured all that out. Now we can move on and colonize other planets. That's what we're going for. Oh, we're... That's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> it, immortals, or at least really, really long lifespans, and intergalactic travel. That's what I'm going you for. You will not... So that. anything that gets us closer to that, I am in favor of. Know. And anything that keeps know. us away from that, I think is... is Peddly, piddly little, like, people arguing over little tiny grains of sand in a vast universe. And, and that's what bothers me. Is it feels like people are, like, holding all of us back because they're greedy. And I'm like, really? Could you just give it up? Let me just tell you something. If it became profitable to, to popularize another planet, there would be plenty of companies that would be greedy. It would be ridiculously profitable. A whole new planet for just rich people? Rich, beautiful people on one planet. When it of their becomes own? profitable oh to find this planet, then it'll get found. Uh, yeah, well, we it costs too much money. We're not it's focused on things like it, researching that or the science. Or we're, we're focused on boner pills and you know and antidepressants oh. and, and you know like the, all this stupid crap. That's what I'm but getting at. Here's the it's thing, like, thing about all little, those stupid things you're talking about. There's people that want that stuff. If there was not people, there would be no product. I realize that. People I'm that just, want a, that stuff. That's all I it is. It's a problem with the whole world at large, you see. That's hey, what I'm so, saying. So you're the only thing. <laughs> Bring it back around again. I didn't get a Valentine's when I was young, so I want to get off the I planet. Got it. Let's put you're it. trying to move to you. <laughs> the society didn't want it. Fine, I'll go find an alien colony that likes me. Well, uh, I'll just give you this thought about finding... <laughs> finding life on other planets the stars in the sky are already gone because it took them millions of years to get close enough for us to see them they no longer exist we see what is already gone what's already gone from any picture or photo 
Not in all cases, but I understand what your point is. Yeah. We, we, we've, the stars you see in the sky, when you're in, out in the middle of a nowhere and you look up and it's like just flooded with stars, most of those stars are not there anymore. Because it took so many light years to get to us, they've now passed on. Sure. And that's how many light years you need to find a planet that's got life on it. There will be another way. There, the other way is going to have to have something to do with some kind of a scientific miracle that allows you to move at incredible speeds. Or skipping speed entirely, which well, is what most people be, are talking about. A or like the, be a real trick right there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's 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 what I'm saying. If we focused on that, we could thing, figure it out. You're going to do the thing, the time travel, where you get in a capsule and you come out on the other end. You need you need a capsule already at the other end. <laughs> there, there's, there's, I could I could flood your inbox with a thousand articles tomorrow that would tell you all these various myriad ways that people have have said, like, hey, maybe this could happen. I know at least a half a dozen people, and that's about all I can count, <laughs> you would be included, that spend a very good portion of their time on their Internet, whether it's sure. because of business or whatever the reason is. Mm -hmm. And they all have these same beliefs that you have. They believe in conspiracy theories. They believe in... Uh, no, no. I was anything about conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. They believe there's a, there's a giant thing going to happen and the whole world has to be one and we all have to be I, nice to each other. They, I, I, That's the only way that we'll survive as a species. Yeah, we can't go around killing each other. Understand, there's evil in the world. There are evil people. There are people that are going to do things evil to you and to I everyone think, else, you're not going to suddenly transform all them into Mister Morales. That's not. I'm not. No, I'm not saying that. I, but I do think that 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 it's a it's various motivation things. I don't think that necessarily that there. I'm not saying there aren't bad people, but uh, if you average it out, everyone is good. No. Well, yeah. yeah if you average it out, yeah, that's good. It's ninety-nine percent of the world is good, and and the and the and the things that we perceive as evil or bad are mis is just misguided or a difference of opinion. If you that's what it comes down. In other words, what you're saying is most people are good. All, almost all. I would say a minority number of bad. Rounding up to the next one tenth of a thousandth of a digit, all. Do you yes. know? Do you know? If you round it up just could, a smidgen. You know there are countries where the whole country is evil. I know. I don't believe all that the at all. people are evil. No, there's no way. Yes. There's no, it's it would be I a difference in motivation. Countries because it's politically incorrect. Well, no. Look, but, I, I'll 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 put it I'll put it very simply. It's. When I say there's no evil people, we've all done bad things. I've done bad things. You've done bad things. But you you try to justify it. In the movies, there's bad people that are, I want to blow up the world, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, why? Because I'm evil. Nobody has that. Everybody has a motivation, a, a, a reason to back up. Tom, the Twin oh. Towers, were they evil? Or do you, yeah, you they did it. They, yeah, you believe, they, are you they, one they, of the internet people that believe George? No, 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 no. I don't believe. No, I, I'll. <laughs> I believe the the official story. Yes, uh, they. Yes, those terrorists were evil. They're talking five people out of seven billion. Yeah, but no, you're not. Many it was. You're talking about a. Lot. And really, I'm really only talking. I'm, I'm really 
you have to sum their whole lives up billions, as evil. Definitely, they did. Do you realize how many billions of people hate you because you're an American? Billions. Yes, but that's right. Well, I don't know about billions, but the yeah, point is. Billions. No, no. Oh, yeah. No. You don't know. You haven't interviewed them. But I'm saying the reason what they what they hate is is it's a sort of it's a it's a jealousy for most part. There you go. And it's because their country's so damn screwed up. But it's not like and it looks bad when we do certain things like come over and you know say you know we're just going to install some military people here. If you get out of line, we'll shoot you. But look, we we come from a nice cushy place, but we just want your oil. We don't really care about your way of life. It looks bad. I'm not saying that necessarily they're right in their, their their ways, but they've justified it. They've found a way to sleep at night by justifying what the problem is, and they think it's us. Well, no, it's not. It's something else or whatever have you. And that's the problem with a lot of this stuff. Is it, it's it's not so much no, that somebody's acting out of evil; they're acting out of a misguided motivation. You need to deal with now. Is what you need to do. That's the <laughs> and right now. The secret of life is dealing with now. I learned that from playing golf. And right you now, I'm amused. You can't play as, golf thinking world. about what's going to happen on the next hole or what just happened on the last hole. You got to deal with that shot, that moment when you're hitting that ball. And if you did mm-hmm. life like that, wow, it changes you to the good. Deal with that. I, look, I'm, uh, I'm, believe me, I am. I'm not, I'm not like, I don't wander around upset. See, with, I have trouble dealing I, with now because I like to deal with the past. I like yeah, about the past. Yeah. But I guess that's a part of aging. I don't know. I, I try to, the problem is I end up trying to live in more like the future of like, well, here's what, I'm going to do not this good. now so this happens down the line. Not good. Not good you for know. the psyche. Yeah, you know, to do now. but it it makes now tolerable. If I liked everything about now, I would probably live in the now. Um, <laughs> well, nobody like everything. I mean, well, when there's time, you know, like when I'm in, like I have a gig on Saturday. On Saturday, I'll be living in the now. I'll be living on Saturday. On Saturday, uh, Saturday will be all about Saturday. Sunday will probably also be about Saturday. <laughs> when I was a little boy playing on the front porch in my house in Lakeview. With my little song, my little soldiers, and lining them up and doing things for hours. That was living in the now, and there was never a moment in my life that I was happier than right then. And the reason I was happy because I didn't know anything. Ignorance truly is bliss. It is definitely. That's why it's nice being a kid. And you've never met a sad retard. I don't normally speak about stuff like that. I'm just it's, it's, great, it's great. something I've noticed. I have never bring it up. I've rep- never met a sad retarded person. So that means ignorance is bliss. They, they don't know the problems I don't want of the to world talk about this. I got to go anything. anyway. That's happy stuff. I didn't mean yes, any sort yeah, of no, bad we things. That's happy. All right, yeah, yeah. We did. It's all good. It was a lovely conversation this time. Yeah, we, we talked about we everything. Some good stuff. We went from you having no Valentine card <laughs> to we need to get off this planet Barack and stop being Obama so stupid and is Scheming against the country, oh, living whatever. in some other planet, shipped. That sounds like conspiracy theory when you start talking about he's plotting oh, yeah. to destroy oh, the country because he hates theory. because he hates the white man. That's right. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we know that. That's not even. Oh yeah, don't no, that's that. sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, it's not like there's no precedence to hate the white I, I man. Wimp, I'm just I'm putting that out there. Man. That's the way that works. Okay. Radio. All right. 
Well, have a good one. We'll talk again next week. Uh, Bless the White House and everybody in it. That's what I'm... <laughs> All right, Dad. I love it you. Is, Take I care. I love you and enjoyed it very much. We'll talk again. All right, we will. Be careful in the traffic. Indeed. Okay, good night. <laughs> good night.